The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, December 16th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 80. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Dick, Dave, Amber with me. It feels like we haven't been all together in a while because Dave was out one day, Nick was out one day. It's good to have everybody back in studio. We'll get you guys ready. Cowboys versus Giants. That's happening this Sunday. It is going to be a barn burner, maybe. Probably not. That's not the phrase that I would use. No, to describe probably not. It. Okay, so we'll tell you what's going to happen uh, over the next couple shows here. We got a show today and tomorrow, and then we'll get ready for this game on Sunday. Real quick, Nick, give me an eighty. Eighty. Tony Hill is always a good eighty. He's a great player. Tony Hill. Tony Hill. But I always like this guy named Stepfret Williams. I just think that's a cool name to yeah, say. I remember, remember Step him. Fred Stepfret. Yeah. Stepfret. We're just we're just not going to pay respects to the legend. Rico gathers. We're just gonna do that. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with That's, King Gats. Like, who am I missing? Who am I missing? That's where you come in because I I don't even think about him <laughs> at, at all. How? How? He's I, one of the most legendary figures in Cowboys history. He's I mean, one of your. You were actually all I, on board with getting him. Like you were all over the Baylor guy and yeah you were all over that yes you were you were he was excited he was he was excited you You were like that idea they need to get him my tongue is planted firmly in my cheek but like (laughs) i mean as far as sixth round picks who caught like less than 15 career passes go he's probably the most most memorable of all time yeah i think marty b that's 42 that's not 80 barry church just Marty B. We are distractible. <laughs> Marty B was 80? Yeah, he was Marty 80. B was 80. Yeah. Anyway, a what a shame. What a shame. Rico Gathers. <laughs> you were another big Rico Gathers fan, weren't you? I don't know about a fan. I, I, it's a shame that we didn't get to see them try him out at another position. That's why I you, say What, do you want to see him at tackle? I would have tried him out, yeah, something on the defensive line just to see. Why not? You said defensive line or offensive line? I would want to try him at the defensive line. Oh, okay. Back then, okay. I All was right. like, put him out there. He's not. He definitely uh, hasn't. The I'm size, having. But I'm having flashbacks to like actual shows that we did. Like we don't need. We don't need we to don't talk need about to this. There. We don't need to talk. I'm <laughs> sorry. We're not gonna do a segment. I'm sorry Rico for bringing gathers. Rico. Then he got up. into boxing or something. I don't know after? what he's doing. I have I no idea. Or was that just uh, Hardy? Maybe. He should have been playing basketball overseas. That's what he should have been doing. Good point. Damn make, good rebound. That probably works. You yeah. make a hell of a living in Greece, yeah, Turkey, absolutely. Italy, Spain. And you don't have to be in the NBA to make money in yeah. basketball. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Rico, Let us uh, real quick, <laughs> real quick. Uh, Nick, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Give me an update on Tony Pollard. Where are we stand with his injury? Tony Pollard's going to try to push it at practice today. They're practicing in shells. This they're doing a real practice today after just kind of a you know shorts and shirts yesterday. This yeah. is a real practice. They're outside. He's going to give it a go. Who knows what that means? Take everything you hear from Mike with a grain of salt when it comes to injuries and stuff like that. We'll see what the injury report says. I mean, he's been out there this whole time. So, like, we're going to go out to practice. He's going to be out there working with Britt. He's going to be jogging around. 
And, I mean, we have no idea what he's going to do in the team period. We'll see what the injury report says. That'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm interested to see what happens this weekend with regards to him and with, with Zeke to some degree. And, Nick, you weren't here yesterday. We did talk a little bit about Zeke and his injury. And he says yesterday when he talked to the media, he's actually feeling like he's got a little bit of his explosiveness back. What are your thoughts there? And do you think – do you think that maybe the Cowboys, for the better of him and for the better of the team, should take a step that that's kind of drastic and, and sit him down? Well, he didn't look explosive to me. I, I mean, he felt he felt. I guess he said he felt good. I was listening to him going, "Where was that?" Like, I mean, <laughs> he he was okay, but he was also limping around a whole lot. Now he was. It's a weird injury to me because they keep running him and using him, and he doesn't look right and. Yeah, I think sitting him might might be. I mean, it's one of those things where they're they're not talking about it at all. Like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And as soon as they, you know, clinch the division, he'll be out. Yeah. I I think, and I think that's a smart thing to do. Would you Would you make not that this de- week though? <laughs> would you make that decision relative to what's happening with Tony? Like, would you say no. I would only sit him if Tony is back, yeah. or would you say, hey, we got to sit him? It's a it's a good thing to do, regardless. Yeah. I don't want to go into any game without either one of them. No, thank you. But no, I mean, I mean that's crazy talk. I, Corey Clement played pretty well, all things considered. But like Corey Clement and Ito Smith and Jaquan Hardy, I, I mean that was the argument that that I think that Isaiah was making yesterday. He was like, I'd sit them both if I need. I, to. I know that's what yeah. he thinks, and I disagree. I mean, he did. I said it yesterday. He made a good point, but yeah. I, I mean, I feel much better with at least one of those guys available. I mean, you have a you have a chance, like. I don't know though. You have to get away from the Rams. You just you do. You you, you got to keep winning. You got to get to the third seed. You can get to the third seed if the Packers you control lose, it. Yeah, you can. You know, Packers or even Arizona. Now Tampa doesn't look likely. Does they're not going to lose two times? I don't believe. And you well, have, Arizona. All you need to do is just beat Arizona. You're you right. Beat Arizona. You win your, your now, rest of your games. You're in the third. I seed. think he's saying you you probably can't get a whole lot higher. Than can't three. get right. right. No. Yeah. You can but get the three can, for sure. You if, control three. If Tampa is a tie with Green Bay right. and Dallas, and then you a three way tie, then you can jump all of right. them. So you you can't control can't getting to winning. two or one. You certainly can control getting to three. So so control I what just, you can control. I would just call them the tag team champions right there Pollard and Zeke and they just tag in I mean just in, in a game like one one's gonna play one's gonna sit yeah. but I think I'm gonna use them that way 2021 until, you, until they're healthy until in, in, or the playoffs until yeah right all right <laughs> which one gonna, comes first we're gonna go ahead and take a, a very, an early break here uh we got Bucky Brooks coming up from NFL Network he'll join us in the second segment we got some questions for him about this matchup Cowboys versus Giants we'll do that when we come right back this is DallasCowboys.com radio at AT&T Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. 
the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd. 2022, for a limited time, get four tickets for the price of three. Save up to 25% when you use the code CHEER. Get your tickets to the most pitness tonight WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official t- ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And you're showing... What? Bring him here. Roman Reigns? So matter-of-factly. Bring him to me. Amber, That's yeah. Like, he's like, Amber's still me. simping for Roman Reigns, for those of you who are listening. Meet and Rob Phillips, okay? okay. Is, he on, is he on your list? Wow. Like, you're you're a taken woman. Is he on your list? Like The you hall know, pass list? The hall pass list? Hey, you can be cool with people. It doesn't mean... Oh. I, I'm not saying anything else. I'm just oh. saying, okay? You just want to meet him. You just yeah, want to meet him yeah. say hi. What's wrong with Move that? All right. no, no, the, All right. the bring him here suggested that was a little bit more, something but it, more than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bring him here to the Dallas Cowboys facility okay. so right. we can shoot a video, promote the what? WrestleMania. Okay. Like, what? Okay. Do you not want us to promote WrestleMania? No, I do. Yeah, it's that's good. Let's promote WWE Let's WrestleMania. Shoot a video that. is what she said. Shoot a video. An interview promoting that's WrestleMania. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> Bucky, like welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Bucky, man, we off the rails today. You're going to have to save us. Uh, Bucky Brooks of NFL Network <laughs> joining us right now. To, uh, to talk a little Cowboys versus Giants. Let's start first with Mike Glennon. Uh, he has started the last two games for the Giants, replacing Daniel Jones. Uh, he's only completed about 50% uh, on average of his passes. He's been sacked five times. He's passed for under 200 yards in both games. So paint a scenario for me. Any scenario where you think this Giants offense can, can get over on the Cowboys defense. Like, I feel like we had a conversation about this, like, last year where we didn't think that the Giants could do anything, and it ended up being a, a game in the 30s. Uh, I think for the Cowboys, if they stay on their P's and Q's, this should be an offense that they can kind of gobble up, much like they were able to gobble up the Washington football team for three-plus quarters last week. I think the thing with the Giants is uh, Freddie Kitchens takes over for Jason Garrett as the play caller. They're still trying to figure out their identity. Uh, Saquon Barkley is not necessarily the same, and so they're trying to – put all the pieces of the puzzle together. 
And then you have a quarterback in Mike Glennon who has never necessarily been a high-end consistent quarterback. And so to me, this is about just making sure you don't give them anything cheap. Don't let the ball fly over your head. Put pressure on him because if you put enough pressure on Mike Glennon, eventually he would give up the ball. He'll cough it up and be a handful of turnovers that he'll make. All right, Becky, two-part question. Number one, what what has happened to Saquon Barkley? Like, why is he not the same? And two, who is your favorite wrestler of all time since we're talking (laughs) about wrestling? Uh, Well, let's start with favorite wrestler of all time. I would say the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. There we go. He'll probably be my favorite of all time. There we go. <laughs> Never in my heard generation, anyone say that. That's in my generation, yeah, that's okay. hard times, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because because um, everyone else loved Rick Fair, and I do have a thing for the Nature Boy, but Dusty Rhodes was always yeah. a good villain for him. Yeah. Uh, the the reason Saquon Barkley isn't the same, I won't say he's not the same, but if you go back and look at how he was at Penn State, he was always a bit of a a boomer bust in terms of production. It was two yards minus gain, two yards, three yards, 50-yard gain, two yards, three yards. So he he had like a little Barry Sanders-ish type production in terms of it wasn't always a steady drip. Uh, I think with the Giants, he's not the same now since the injuries. He doesn't necessarily have the same burst. He's still productive and versatile and can catch the rock. And then he's also playing behind an offensive line that isn't um, necessarily the best. And so when you have those factors, you do have these – inconsistent moments from a player who was taken second overall in the draft. Buck, can you talk to me about our guy, Aziz Ojolari, the rookie? Um, I know we, we liked him in the draft. Good player. I'm just curious how they're using him. I'm guessing, I mean, it, it, is, is he like an every down guy or at least a regular member of the rotation? Or are they using him in sub packages? It, it just, it seems like he's come on. I mean, he's got seven and a half sacks. How's he doing it? I mean, look, he's the same guy that we saw at Georgia. He's an active guy, very athletic, does a good job with his speed, burst, and energy. Uh, they certainly are mixing him in the rotation, using him in a bunch of different ways, and allowing him to go get after the pass. And when you really look at this Giants team, outside of him, he's the most dynamic defender. Uh, Leonard Williams has been good at times. You talk about Dexter Lawrence, all those other guys, but they're, they're not necessarily that explosive, energizer bunny that you typically like to have within a rotation. Elise Ozolari gives them that. And so he's been good. He's been productive. Uh, On the whole, I would say this Giants defense is the same as they've always been. They're rock solid. Um, They're going to make sure they try and take care of the running game. And then they're going to change the coverage and do all these other things. And you never really know what they're going to do prior to the game because Patrick Graham comes from that New England tree. And so every game plan is a bit like a snowflake. So you never get the same thing twice. Bucky, we keep talking about uh, the running game, the Cowboys running game, and with Zeke and Pollard being injured. I mean, looking at this Giants uh, defense, is this a game that maybe in your eyes you think that they could do without both of those running backs where they sit them out this week? Well, look, man, I, I think Corey Clement played well enough that you can entertain the possibility of him taking on a big workload. He had 13 carries, I think, last week, and it was right down the middle with him and Zeke. Um Obviously, like if Zeke can play, you want him to play because what he does in the pass protection game. Uh, He's one of the best, if not the best, pass protector at the running back position. And so you want to make sure that Dak Prescott is protected. But if you can lighten his load and not subject him to a bunch of collisions and those things, you want to do that. I think if Clement shows early in the game that he kind of has it going, I think you see the skills kind of tip in his favor in terms of the workload. 
Let's talk a little bit about Leighton Vander Esch. Last week, I thought he played better than he's played in other weeks. Um, what did you see from him? And how, what do you think? Was it possibly a situation where maybe having Micah at linebacker, having those other guys back on the defensive line, maybe helped Leighton Vander Esch in some way to be a better player, more productive player than he'd been in some of the past games this season? Yeah, no, he's a bit of a chameleon. I mean, I think he plays better when he's surrounded by better supporting cast. I think most players are like that. When the Cowboys have their full confident guys, I mean, look, the defense has shown that it's one of the top defenses in football. When you put Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory and Michael Parsons out there, the energy level picks up. And you see how everyone kind of raises their level of performance. I think Leighton Van Esch was able to do that. And then it's also a bit of a thing where it's kind of contagious when the plays start coming. So when you see Micah start making a play, you see Randy Rigby make a play early in the game. You see Demarcus Lawrence hustling and chasing. It kind of puts the peer pressure on you to kind of take your game up a notch. I think now that everyone is back, Leighton Vanish is going to play better because, one, he doesn't have as many responsibilities on his plate in terms of having to make plays. And now he'll fall into some plays because he's just running and hustling and making and just kind of following the ball. Um, Micah Parsons, we, we've talked about how, you know, he's, he's, he can play different spots, but I believe he ranks fifth in sacks and 99th in pass rushes. When, when do, when do the the Cowboys start getting some criticism if it's not already of like, all right, you probably just need to rush the passer more. Or do you think that he wouldn't be as effective if he did rush it more? He probably wouldn't be as effective if he was a 100% pass rusher. I think what you have now is you actually have the best of both worlds because what they're able to do and what they did against the Washington football team is they were able to isolate him on the guard. Um, when you have Randy Gregory on one side, Demarcus Lawrence on the other side, and you do some of those 5-0 uh, pass rushes where you get five guys coming and you're able to isolate one-on-one matches, well, now you can have Michael Parsons go over Waldo. And we're seeing that his quickness, his burst, his hand skills allows him to get to the, to the quarterback. And so I think it's best to send him from the second level because he can pick and choose who he wants to go against. And it makes it harder for the offense to slide multiple blockers to him. And so I think the way that they're using, I think the way Dan Quinn is using them is perfect. And I think it's one of those things where as they get closer and closer to the postseason, I think you'll see even more creativity from Dan Quinn in terms of how he unleashes number 11, because as you begin to focus on number 11, number 90 and number 94 begin to get off. And then that's when it becomes a lot of fun to watch the Cowboys defense because they have it going up front. I get that. You literally just told me Patrick Graham's going to change this thing up and it makes it hard to predict the game plan. But it seems like a good guess based on the way teams have been playing the Cowboys that they're going to clog the field, try to take away deep shots for the passing game. And with the running game not working the way that it hasn't been working, which, I mean, maybe they get it going, that would be great. But if it's not, what would your approach be to getting things going underneath? Because that really seems like it's been the problem for the Cowboys. I mean, do you have a tip for how they might do that better? Um, I think it's not just Patrick Graham. I think it's a league-wide trend where you're seeing more teams kind of park their safeties in the parking lot and say, we're going to take away the deep ball. Um, and more teams are also being willing to give up and concede rushing yards because it's a slower death. Uh, you're not going nickel and diamond with three and four yard runs and drive the length of the field and score a bunch of points. You may control the ball, but you won't score a lot of points leaning on the running game. And so for the Cowboys, 
I believe, man, look, they're, they're players, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, they're really good catch-and-run playmakers. And so what I would like to see them do are more things that get them the ball uh, on the move, crossing routes, things where they can kind of catch it. Like I know they like to run slants and those things, but other things where 88 and 19 can get it on the move and get up the field. And so um, it requires a level of patience. I think Dak has to be more patient. I think he's been uh, impatient trying to go big play hunting. I think this has to be a thing where, look, man, let's just kind of, if we're playing dominoes, nickel and dimes, let's, let's five and 10 them down the field. And then eventually the big plays happen, but you don't have to force it down the field because that's when the interceptions and the bad stuff happens. Is this a week where you're still okay with saying a win is a win type of win? Or mentally for the Cowboys offense, is this a week where you have they have to get out there and actually be dominant and kind of start clicking this time around? I mean, ideally you just want to win. But I think here's where we have to begin to kind of come to grips with like as, as Cowboys followers. Maybe the defense leads the way for this team to go deep into the postseason. So maybe Mike McCarthy has to talk to Kellen Moore and they have to get together and say, look, the best way for us to play is maybe a little more complimentary approach. Maybe we scale it back and don't throw it all over the yard. Maybe we are a little more conservative. Maybe we do punt and let the defense create plays because when you have a team that is second in takeaways and they're generating takeaways each and every week, maybe you don't have to force and press the issue as much on offense. And I think, we came into the year thinking that the offense was going to protect the defense. Maybe it's flipped in the middle of the year where the defense is kind of protecting the offense and you have to kind of change and call the game accordingly. And real quick, before we get your prediction for the game, uh, I just want to get, I'm just interested to know, let's assume you have a vote and you might actually have a vote uh, for defensive player of the year. If you had to cast that vote right now with what you've seen through 13 games, who's your defensive player of the year? I mean, I feel like it's a loaded question because Michael Parsons has done everything that you want to do when you throw his numbers. You throw his numbers up against everybody. Like, I mean, look, the production is ridiculous. Sack production, tackles, quarterback pressures, everything that he's doing. Like, you just don't see um, players do that, particularly a first-year player. And so when people get mad about the comparison to Lawrence Taylor, it's not about their playing styles being similar. It's about the impact. I believe now you're going into games and you're having to say, where is number 11 at? We got to make sure that we have eyes on him. That's the impact. And to me, that's the value that a defensive player of the year brings. And look, man, I'm going to say this. Like we talked about Michael Parsons to the draft and it was, ah, shit they? I don't know. It's another value. I think they have lucked up and got a player that is one for the ages. He is a dominant player, even better than we ever could imagine, considering he didn't play his last year at Penn State. Imagine if he had played and he actually had didn't have to shake off the rust. I mean, he is a phenomenal he, player. He, he would have been, been picked. Than I think anybody could have expected. He would have been picked number one or two. <laughs> right. Honestly, he would not have been there for them at that point. Yeah, I think I think Bucky's point uh, when he was answering the question before you asked when he was said that now the Cowboys can lean on the defense maybe instead of the offense. Just think about how weird that would have sounded in the offseason or even last year. I think that reason alone is why he should be Defensive Player of the Year yep, because absolutely. he has changed the culture of the team, just his presence alone. All right, Bucky, man, we'll let you go. I know you got to get out of here. We appreciate you joining us. We'll have you back next week. We'll talk about the Washington football team at that time. Uh, let's go ahead and get to a break. We'll come back from that break. we got some questions we'll ask these guys about this matchup, Cowboys versus Giants, when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. All right, last chance is today. Last chance. Last chance to vote for the Dallas Cowboys players in the 2022 Pro Bowl. Vote for each player by visiting NFL.com slash Pro Bowl or by tweeting and retweeting posts with hashtag Pro Bowl Vote and the player's name. Vote for your boys today. All right, I got a question for you guys. They're closing voting today? So that's the way they do it. That's That's so stupid. Well, okay. Sorry. Go vote for them, but like, (laughs) no, but like, so Randy couldn't get votes for a month because he was on IR. He comes back and plays the game of his life, and there's four more to play, and you can, you you have to stop voting today? Dave. It's ridiculous. you're, You're talking about. We're talking about the NFL. Yeah, they every don't understand they, their own every product. Decision they yeah. make, every decision they make, just there are lots of them where I'm like, I'm not really understanding. They, but don't, hey, they don't, don't understand the, their own I don't league. know all the, the rules. I don't know all the stuff they're trying to factor in. Well, that's but dumb and old quite make sense because me, we but. can vote for a president in one day, usually. Uh, but it does <laughs> take – it can't it take some time to figure that out. <laughs> not always, <laughs> for but some I reason. mean, that's the plan at least. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, it, it is kind of weird when you yeah. think about – well, this is the time where the games really matter. Let's put all the division games at the end. Let's let's let the we'll cre- vote you know, now. let's let the cream rise to mm-hmm. the top. They oh, can't. Sorry. They can't have a digital Iron Man announce the names on on Disney Plus at eight p.m. on Tuesday <laughs> night if they don't get it done now. You know, they got to get all their graphics in order and yeah, everything. That is true. Sorry, kind of true. Well, what was your question though? Because you were going to ask. A well, question. I was going. I was going to ask you guys if you could only pick. One offensive and one defensive player for the Pro Bowl this year from the Cowboys. Who would they be? I think it's pretty clear, but yeah. I want to see what. Micah defense easy done, and that's the. I'm sorry, Trayvon. Sorry, Trayvon. 
That, but that's interesting. Like Trayvon's like leading the league in interceptions. I said I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a testament. <laughs> one more did you want? You're making me. You said one. You got one. Micah's the one. You got one. Uh, offense, I would probably say Zach. Just go with Zach and. That's the easy one. Yeah. That's the yeah. Just, yeah. That's a cop out, is what that is. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the two. Well, but, who else? I'm thinking of. Uh, that's not a cop out. I mean, who well, else? Well, it's you... just. I mean, th- there are guy. There are plenty of guys on offense that have let's had just... good seasons, but they've just nosedived so much in the. Who last you want to say? Who you think is going to go? No, I'm saying let's just quit dancing around. I mean, who's going to make the Pro Bowl? Who do we think? Let's just let's just see. I'll tell you who I'll be disappointed if they don't. I think make there's going to be eight guys make it. You do. Eight. Okay. I don't, eight. I don't even know. I just that's just my number eight. You just threw out a number. Uh, I don't think Dak. I don't think Dak's gonna make it. No, I kind of don't think. so. I don't think Not so. With Rogers, Brady, and Kurt, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't now think so. you could still make it. Yeah, but we're talking about when they announce the teams, announce not yeah. six yeah. weeks from now when somebody opts out. I think or whatever. Zeke has a better chance than Dak. He hasn't been playing well. Yeah, I don't think. Honestly, I don't think either one of them are going to make it. That's my opinion. I know it's only a third of the formula, but Zeke was the leading vote getter among NFC running backs. He ranks third in rushing right now. Yeah, I think Zeke makes it. Now, Fournette's having a good year, and Connor's having a great year, too. Mm -hmm. Just doesn't have a lot of uh, numbers, but he's got touchdowns. He's got like 20. Not that many, but he's got Zeke, Tyron, Zach, um, CD. I think CD. I think CD. CD. um, Micah, Trayvon, J. Ron. I would like. I see. Yeah, I would like to make. It. I would like. I think he deserves it. But yeah. I. It, it, it's so much about name power, and nobody outside of the Cowboys fan base really knows that what he's doing. That's also yeah, where I think the other two thirds of the vote, which is coaches, players. That's where I hope. I really goes. hope J. Ron makes it, and Randy deserves to make it, and it's the NFL's fault if he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, the coaches well, and players aspect overrides the fan vote yeah. in that regard. Yeah. I mean. Honestly, the guy who deserves it is just as much as anybody really is is Anger. Mm. I mean, Brian Anger's been great. His has numbers really good, are outstanding. Yeah. His numbers really are on pace to actually break Cowboy franchise records. Really? Yeah, and net average. I mean, he's been he's been phenomenal this yeah. year. It just you know you don't think an offense that's supposed to be good like this. Who cares about the punter? But the punter has flipped the field several times for them this year, and I think he's been really good. He's yeah. been awesome. I just. Sorry, I don't pay enough attention yeah. to punters to know how he compares to some other guys in the I NFC. I wouldn't rule out Schultz either. I mean, tight ends. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got numbers. Sorry, sometimes my what's happening in my brain kind of just shows on my face. Oh, I'm he, sorry. I, Derek and I are Dalton Schultz fantasy owners, and we disagree. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we yeah, disagree. I'm not very happy with him right now. I know. I'm. I'm the same. And that's way. not fair. I know because you know I, players don't. They don't. They didn't pick themselves for your fantasy team. You picked them. So don't be mad at them. But it just he I'm looked. Not happy with he was now. looking like the steal of the year. Yeah, right. You know how there's right. always a player that's like picked him off of waivers and he won me a championship. Hey. That's what Dalton Schultz looked he, like at like Halloween. And so I, I went no. back. It's crazy. It's like. It, I'm still so amazed at how quickly things can change. Like how we were talking about the Cowboys offense beginning of the year, that first half of the season to where they are at now. I mean, I think back then we, back then we would have been like, okay, who doesn't make the Pro Bowl? I'm I glad mean, we didn't have cow bites two years ago because yours would have been like, well, he needs to be cut. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, agreed. Yeah, we're all in. We all thought. I mean, I didn't yeah. think he was going to make the team. You no. know, I went back and watched the game. Um, this last game? This last game. Mm-hmm. And, yes, the pick was terrible by Dak. You don't need to be sidearm. That interception's on him, on Schultz. Why? Schultz just stops. 
He is supposed to keep going, keep clearing. That's the play. He just sits and stops. But even at that, it still would have been an interception. If he kept running, like the way Dak threw that ball, I just don't think he saw the linebacker. No, he didn't out there, see him. But you know? Schultz had the. I mean, he's going to throw it. He's going to. He, he actually. No, I don't. I don't agree. If you go okay. back and watch it, because if Schultz just keeps running, then there's no way Holcomb catches him. That I, I noticed I that. And then also, I still, for the life of me, has anyone figured out why on the play that Lyell got in the fight? Why that wasn't a first down for the Cowboys? Because Amari yeah, Cooper caught the ball. That. Yeah, I don't get that. And they called it. And then the ref said, after the play, 71. So it should have been first down. And then I said that back. in the press box, and yeah. I got a lot of people on Twitter hitting me like, hey, man, why, why didn't they get the first down? And nobody really talked nobody about it. Nobody talked about kinda, that. He caught it. Away. They yeah. called it a catch, everything. We talk about it a lot, but like when you're up, especially, especially at especially FedEx where crap. you can't see anything. Yeah. And like no, nobody's helping us. Like We don't have the graphics and the yeah. play-by-play. So we like barely it's, get the like, down and distance. Yeah, I mean. that's what I mean. Oh. It's, yeah. it's a struggle. Oh, but we do get it there. When, my, oh, my no. Lord. Well, we sit next well, we to the stack keepers. We get it back people say, yeah. and yeah. then they say it wrong, and then they come back and say, no, there's, that's wrong. And, there's got to yeah, be a better ridiculous. way. There's just got to be a better that's way than ridiculous. that. Because, honestly, I feel like I'm the reason why Jordan Lewis got that forced fumble. I really do. Because I, I said to Joe, I was like, Joe, oh, yeah, right. they're calling a forced fumble on Curse or somebody. You know, like, that's not right. Yeah. O'Neal. And then Joe told him, and they Joe were like, oh, him, yeah, oh, yeah, correction. 26. Yeah. 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 So I mean, there's just it's like we look at the stats. I mean, this is the Bible. Every every yeah. Monday, we're like, here's the yeah, stats. It's, it's and really, when I realize how that actually comes up. Well, but I did find the best job in the NFL. There's one lady in there. Her whole job, the whole day, all she did was say, "Shotgun, shotgun." That's, <laughs> it. All she she has has to do. that's that. shotgun, shotgun. Yeah. I'm like, that is the best job in the NFL. Yeah. So easy. Don't. Hey, you honey. Eat while you do how, it. How, like, how was your day? How was the game? Shotgun. <laughs> Just shotgun. That's all she has to say. Probably would have been good. a lot easier 15 years ago. You know? <laughs> Probably, right. You only say it once every game? Yeah, maybe five times a game. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, real quick, I did want to go a little deeper on that tight end discussion, though. I was Dave and I were talking about this yesterday evening. And it, check this out. In week five versus the Giants, Schultz led the team with six receptions. He also had 79 yards on those six receptions. Uh, in the first six games of the season, he averaged five receptions a game. Over the last seven, he has averaged three. Uh, his production is down. I don't even know. I think his targets are down as well. I don't know the numbers on those right offhand, but I'm pretty sure they are down as well. What do you think is happening with the tight end? Is this an issue of, um, or a better way to put it is, is this a symptom or is this more of a cause of why the Cowboys' offense isn't clicking, it could be Gallup. You know, it could be you know having your your pass catching options are you know now he's he's taking some of that, and I don't mean he's taking the same role because they don't play the same position, but you know from formation and where they line him out, that could be one of them. Um, I don't I don't really know. Like if something else was was awesome, then you could be like, well, it's a pick your poison, and yeah. they're going to take this. But but nothing's working. But nothing's nothing else is awesome. Yeah. So. Which is that's it's incredibly frustrating because like simple math suggests that one of these guys should be getting great math, get getting great looks. Like okay, if you're gonna clog and cover and double and take away the receivers, like Dalton Schultz should be getting great looks against linebackers and whoever else, and it's just not happening and. I'm. I wasn't on the show on Monday, so I didn't get to bring this up. But like, why? Why does it? Dalton Schultz should be getting the looks that Zeke has been getting, like throwing a a wheel route mm. to the freaking goalpost for Zeke, who's been his. He's had 
good hands this year, but why are you throwing that ball to any running back, especially hobbled Zeke? Like, they took, like, three shots downfield to him in that game. And I get it. You go where your read takes you, but, like, why even, like, throw that out? Why are, yeah. like, why are you sending Zeke 25 yards? Right. It's a whole different thing if he's hobbled. And right? Well, not only that, but, like, and like I said, Zeke has made some great catches this year, but why are you asking him to make this, like, alligator arm type of catch? Like, that's... You don't ask. You didn't ask Jason Witten to do that stuff. Same thing, you know. It's like put it in my bread basket. That's what I do, mm-hmm. and and you would just think that you could scheme those types of looks for your tight end, who I would assume is not getting focused on when you have three such good receivers. I don't understand it, um, and I, I have a hard time believing that they're just like freaking eighty six is not catching a damn ball today. It's not happening. <laughs> Nobody's saying that. No offense, Dalton, but there's no way that that's what the meetings are about in the other building. So let me ask this question. This is a question comes from Twitter from uh, the tra- the pragmatic vetter. He says, is Jarwin's present miss- presence missing on this offense? I think so, and that sounds silly to oh, say. Oh, now, now you, you guys think so. I, re- I mean, I, I feel like from? I thought it was a, no, a big you, loss. No, you guys became Schultz fans Look, and I, then forgot about Blake Jarwin. Just and, I know, and we I know don't he, think he he's got missed, injured. But whatever. But, Go ahead. But I'm, I'm saying, like, you guys started seeing what Schultz could do, and then y'all were all on board with, like, oh, yeah, Schultz. Which, yes, absolutely, to yeah. be fair. But I don't, I don't think Blake Jarwin is the reason why the offense went from right. amazing to not good. But... They Kellen Moore loves 12 personnel. Like the last time I looked, it was like 28% of the snaps. Blake Jarwin is not an amazing blocker, especially in space, but like he's good enough at that. I think it's a big part of why the running game's not as effective. You got two guys. You think he's better than McCune as a blocker. I, yeah, absolutely. I just I think he's a better all-around player. And again, He's not this amazing. He's not Marty B. He's not this like amazing run blocker, but he's also a hell of an athlete that you have to account for. Like this guy can hurt us downfield. He only has ten catches this year, but you, that's his scouting report. You can go look at it. Hey, they're playing the Giants. He's he's a giant killer. No I mean, doubt about that. so yeah. he's a Did guy he score that's against the Giants this year. I don't. I mean, he has one touchdown. Which it, game probably. was it that Schultz had good numbers but sucked? Remember that? Remember the game where he fumbled like four times? In a oh row? yeah! Oh, what game? Carolina, was maybe? It was either Carolina or the Giants. It was a home, and it was about that time yeah. in the I year. I think it was Carolina, and he dropped a touchdown, right? Yeah, a would-be touchdown. I don't remember what game it was. I remember the play. Yeah, he fumbled like twice, and he's, the refs kept bailing him out. It was like this. I just, I, I do Jarwin's skill set. It may specifically twelve personnel because he wasn't really starting anyway. But like he's a plus blocker who helps in the run game, who also gives you something a defense has to account for in the passing game. I do think that they miss him. I don't think that's why they have forgotten how to do their jobs. But I think it's a sneaky loss. Is I there... think what I was just gonna say. What's weird is with the struggles that Dak has been currently having. We've seen in the past where when the Cowboys didn't have this group of wide receivers be this great or all together. We've seen them rely on the tight end position and how good that combination there helps Dak. And, and he's had he has found success in the past relying on the tight end. And then now that you see what's happening, to me, that position has become so forgettable. Like, I'm watching the game, and there are so many other things happening that I don't even think about, oh, what's the tight end doing? Where is he? Like, it doesn't even pop in my head because I'm too busy looking at the O-line. Oh, or the running game isn't working. Oh, here's Dak running, and then there's not a catch happening or whatever. It's just, to be honest, there are times that it's just, 
I forget that there is even such thing as the tight end position. I can't tell you a a good moment from the tight end position in the last, like, five weeks, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, and he had a decent number of catches in the New Orleans game, but I just don't and the, remember. And the Raiders. Much. He, yeah, yeah he, he played well against the Raiders. I, I think he picked up some third downs, a I Touchdown suppose. to tie the game. I mean. Yeah. Was that? See, it doesn't register with me. It was, more, oh, yeah. it was yeah. more of a great pass, you know, by Dak. So. Yeah. Is there is there a chance? I don't even remember what Jarwin's injury was. Is he out for yep. the year? He's not. They're not ruling him out, but it's definitely one of those things where if he comes he, back, it's. You're probably talking about like end of the year, maybe even playoffs yeah. for him to be available. He had COVID too. That's yeah, he missed that, two yeah. weeks of his rehab, and yeah. that's, that, that's unfortunate. He was out there not yesterday, but last week he was out there working with Brits. I mean, courts, and, yeah, and that traveled. Sounds good. That's not in, good. not in uniform. Yeah, but that's still but, a good. Yeah, game. no, he's yeah, he's, he's working. Yeah. Like, no, he traveled to the game in Washington. Yeah, so I mean that that means yeah, like, that helps. Yeah, that means he's not done. But I just like I said, you're you're not. You're probably talking about. Philly or maybe the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, that's good. I give one more option. Yeah. You know? All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll tell you guys what's going to happen. Cowboys versus Giants this Sunday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!